You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 153. Today's bonus episode is all about creating more me time. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I am your host with the most, James Wedmore. How are you doing? How excited were you to see a notification in your podcast app for a bonus episode? That's right. And if you're watching this or listening to this, I guess, and you're not already subscribed to me on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or Shigalamuga or whatever is hosting these episodes out into the universe, make sure you subscribe because I got a lot of bonus episodes coming up. In fact, what I have right here in front of me is a list of user-generated questions. That's right. I asked my listeners, aka you, over on Instagram for you to send me your topic ideas if you were to sit down with me and we were going to have a chat about anything and everything, life, business, mindset, energy, weird woo-woo stuff, <laughs> whatever's on your mind or in your heart. And so many of you wrote down, I have pages and pages of your questions, of your comments, of your feedback. Thank you. So guess what? Today is a listener question of the week and it comes from Ellie Parvin. Ellie, good friend of mine. Thank you, Ellie, for writing in. Thank you always for listening to the show. Let's hear what Ellie has to say. Ellie asks, as an entrepreneur, what is the best way to schedule me time each week and truly be present during that time? It's so easy for me to work, work, work because I love what I do and it doesn't feel like work. Sometimes when I stop for a little me time, I'm still thinking about what I need to do next. I would love to hear your advice, James, on the best ways that we can be present for ourselves during our rest time. Ellie, this is a fantastic question. You are amazing. Thank you so much for asking. Let's talk about this. The simple version is, and you're going to want to write this down, the rest is the work, period, right now. Look, and it's, you know, Ellie's doing all the right things. Work should feel good and it should not feel like work anymore. And we should be loving it. It should be like hard to want to stop. That's like a good thing. But I know that I've had, you know, I always observe, and I think that's the first step here is like really observing and Ellie's starting to do that more and just be aware, put your attention and your awareness on this. And I've done that for such a long time that I can notice when I go from, I'm in the flow, I'm having fun, this is awesome, to like, it's no longer fun, <laughs> right? It's like eating. So I want you to right now think about your favorite meal, your favorite food, like the thing you're craving more than anything. And if you're really hungry right now, that's going to be even better, right? 
And I want you to imagine you just starting to eat that thing. Like, let's say it's like, and it's like no calorie consequences, right? So it's guilt-free eating. It's like, let's say it's like a pepperoni and cheese pizza. And you're like, oh, and you have that first bite, the corner piece, you know, the little point where you start eating. And it's like, oh, that's the best. And then you eat the whole slice. And you're like, that was amazing. And then you have another slice. And you're like, that was good too. And then you eat a whole large New York style pizza. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, what was I thinking? And then someone comes down and they say, here's your second pizza. Enjoy. Is that second pizza as delicious as the first? Or by the third pizza, are you going to be like, if I see another piece of pizza again, I'm just going to throw up everywhere. And that's kind of how I look at work. It's about step one, focusing your time and energy when we're, you know, there's two definitions of work. Work in terms of like the stuff I'm doing, the actions I'm taking, the energy that is being manifested into physical stuff that moves me towards my goals. And then there's work like, oh, this is so much work, right? So I'm talking about the good kind, the former, not the latter. And there is such thing as too much of a good thing, just like too much of a good pizza. So that's the step one is to find that alignment where work does feel good and feels awesome and amazing. And then it's about, for me at least, is finding how do I you know, eat one pizza and not, not eat. Okay. Well here, well, let's use this analogy for a second longer. Health and fitness professionals and dietitians will tell you to eat slow and to stop eating before you feel full because the feeling of fullness is like delayed. So by the time you feel full, you've already overeaten. Have you ever heard this before? I think it's the same thing with our work. So we need to stop short of overworking or overeating in this case, right? And so I'm always catching myself in that. So it, it kind of creates some discipline to be able to like stop. And the way you do that is right now, part of why you love working is because it's hitting some values for you. It's aligning with things that are really important and meaningful in your life. Maybe it's a sense of contribution or creativity. And so when we realize that the rest is the work, you can make the rest also hit your values. So for me, what's high on my value scale is things like contribution and creativity. So I understand that when I rest, that that is hitting my value scale. At least I tell myself that it is because when I rest, I get more creative ideas flowing to me. I recharge so that I know that when I come back, I'm going to be you know, fully ready to go. And here's the thing. There are stats that tell us, and I fully believe this. Some say as little as 24 hours. I've seen as high as 36 hours. So let's just choose that medium gradient right there between 24 to 36 hours of work in a week. And after that, our creativity goes downhill. Our productivity goes downhill. Our mistake rate goes up. We start making more mistakes, right? We start, you know, cutting corners. And so what if you designed your life intentionally so that you're not working more than about 30 hours a week, but the way you have to do that is you have to intentionally block times in the day so you won't work. So I do things, I schedule things that are part of my rest cycle. Here's some examples of that. I will book a massage as soon as I know I booked it and then I book the next one when I'm done with the first one. 
or like when I'm done, I'm paying and they go, would you like to book a massage? I go, yes, because I know that if I book it now, I have to do it. Otherwise, I'm paying for something I'm not using, right? So that creates this intentional, almost like commitment to that. When I surf every day or at least go in the water, what I'll do usually in the morning is look at the tides. And I'll say, ooh, this is going to be the good time to go throughout the day. And it's like a two-hour window. So then I'll create my day around that two-hour window. It's like, okay, two o'clock is the time to go. Here's what I got to get done by two. And then if I wanted to keep working after that, about four or five for two hours or something, I could. Okay. So I'm intentionally blocking out time to rest, relax, or play. And when you understand that the rest is the work, because that's when you're going to recharge, that's when intuition is going to come in. That's why your greatest ideas come in the shower or while driving. You've heard that a million times is because there's no resistance. There's no busyness of the mind. The mind isn't, it's like a car. A car needs to chill. You can't drive a car, pedal to the metal, even coasting at 65 for you know, 12 hours a day, every single day. It's got to cool down. It's got to stop. It's got to rest. It's got to be filled up with gas or in my case, electricity, right? And you're the same way. And so, you know, it's important to find your own balance, but know that we still have a physical body that needs rest. You can't, I mean, just, you want to prove me wrong. Try staying the whole week without sleeping. I dare you to skip sleep and see how many nights you can go. How many nights can you go without an ounce of sleep? Now, here's the thing. I probably shouldn't share this, but back in college, I pledged a fraternity. And at the time, I just thought that was the most awesome, amazing thing. But here's the thing, and I don't condone this, but they had us do like a hell week at the end before you finish your pledging. And most guys that have pledged a fraternity know exactly what I'm talking about. And they pretty much don't let you sleep for the whole week. So I got a real experience, a real dose of sleep deprivation. And it was bad. Like after two nights, it's crazy what starts happening. Like you're not even in your body. You start hallucinating. I started hearing things. I started seeing things. I'm, your memory loss goes down the drain. But you just, there's no critical thinking skills. Like you can't think. You know, you've, you've had like decision fatigue where like someone asks you a question. And you're like, it hurts just to even think about what decision to make. You can't at all here. And so I share this, not because I condone it and, you know, recommend it at all. But I really got how important sleep is, you know, and we really should be having an episode on sleep. It's crucial. And so if this is, you know, an example of how important rest is to the physical body, you know, the big step here is just to really get how important rest is to your entire life and to your creativity and intuition and inspiration. And so that's just, you know, that's ultimately... The biggest thing I have here for Ellie and our listeners to encourage that me time becomes a priority, that the rest is in the work and that we really link our values, what's important to us in our rest. And that knowing that when we're scheduling that time to rest, that we know that it's part of the work, that we know it's where the new ideas are going to come from, the creativity, the inspiration. Now, of course, we could look, take a good look to see is like, is part of this working so much because we still think that money comes from effort and that we need to prove ourselves. Hopefully that's not the case here. But the last piece I want to share 
which I talked about recently with one of my mastermind members. So I'll just kind of leave you guys with this. You've heard like someone say like, I'm just a vessel. I kind of always laugh when I hear someone do that because it kind of sounds a little pretentious. Like I'm just a, I'm just a vessel. But at the end of the day, I actually, that really resonates with me. And that's how I feel. Like, so when I get on a podcast here, I have an intention that I've set to just have, you know, the highest knowledge, wisdom, content, information, whatever come through to me to help you guys. And, you know, you should be doing the same, but I look at it symbolically, you know, visually as like a tall glass of water. So you have in front of you, if you can just imagine in your mind's eye, a tall glass of water, a crystal clear glass filled with clean, delicious water. And when you are clear like that, you are open to receive insight, intuition, new ideas, creativity, call it wisdom, source, energy, God. And you have that channel open. Now what happens looking at that glass of water if I put a drop of black ink into the glass? Just one single drop and the water turns black. And then what about a second drop and a third, maybe 10 or 20? The more drops, the darker, murkier, muddier, clouded the water becomes. I look at each one of these drops as the things that happen in our life. Maybe it's a rude comment someone left on your Facebook ad. Maybe it's a nasty email from a customer. Maybe it's a refund. Maybe it's your kid not getting the grade they wanted in school. Maybe it's someone cutting you off in traffic. Maybe it's you stubbing your toe out of bed in the morning. And as we go through our day, we have these little drops. It's called life. We all have one. We're all living it. We're all doing the best we can. But as we go throughout our day, and through our work day, we have these drops. And if we're not taking the time to let these go and dissolve these black ink droplets, how open can we truly be to more inspiration, more creativity, more intuition? How clouded do we become? How much are we pinching ourselves off? And so that's the ultimate thing I'm getting across here is that my work, whether it's scheduled or my rest, excuse me, you can call it work. My, my rest, which could be scheduling surfing time or scheduling that massage or, you know, scheduling an afternoon in Disneyland, which we do, or just like movie night at home is so intentional because I'm using that time to let go of whatever happened that day, to let go whatever I'm dealing with and to get back to that clear, clean, open, receptive state. And that's ultimately our job. So it's about finding our own balance. And Ellie should be looking to find hers. It's not about the one right way is that you should work this many hours and then do this for that amount of time. It's, you know, finding your balance, but making it your dominant intent to have that clear, clean channel or to be that clear, clean channel so that you can continue to be receptive moment by moment. So those are my thoughts. Me time is about me being a more effective tool in the world. It's about the work. 
And it's the most valuable thing that I can be doing. And hopefully you get that it's the most valuable thing you can be doing. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, if you've got a question to ask me, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, head on over to my Instagram handle. Just do a search for James Wedmore. Boop, 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 boop. Follow me. Make sure you're following me if you're not. And send me a DM. Send me a private message. And let me know your question so that I can feature you on an upcoming episode. And get specific with your questions, right? Like, I'm working on this specific thing and I'm stuck here and I'm feeling this, but I'm thinking that. What do you recommend? Get really specific. The more specific, the better. So I encourage you to send me over a question so that I can answer it for you here on another upcoming episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. And in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching this, listening to this bonus episode. And I'll catch you again next Monday on a whole new episode. So make sure you're subscribed and I'll talk to you then. Take care. What is the reoccurring revolution? Well, if you look closely, you'll notice that smart and successful entrepreneurs are all adding reoccurring monthly revenue to their business model so they can create consistency in their cash flow and certainty in their lives. And they're doing this with paid monthly digital membership programs. So let me ask you, did you get into this business so you could stay up late at night and worry about where next month's sales were going to come from? Or did you want to create something that would work even when you didn't? That's what a membership is all about. And my good friend, Mr. Stu McLaren, founder of Tribe, is hosting a free video workshop on how to start, launch, and grow your very own profitable membership so you too can get in on the reoccurring revolution and finally move from a place of constantly selling to consistently serving. So to get started now, head on over to jameswedmore.com forward slash tribe right now.